You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now they've moved the spot back an additional five yards. So eight seconds left and a 45-yard attempt by Harrison Butker. Here's Butker for 45 yards. All the way, it's good. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Beck UL Daily right here on the Beck UL Network. Joe O, Joe Jaron Hawksford with you on a Tuesday, presented as always by BetMGM. Joining us right now, Jason Lockett for Odyssey NFL Insider. He's on the buythephoenix.com. Guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the veteran visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. Jason, the Super Bowl is set, the Eagles and the Chiefs. What did you make of the uh, the opening line and the movement here? It was interesting. You know, Chiefs open up as a favorite, and that gets bet around the other way very quickly. Now we're the Eagles at about one and a half, two, depending on the book. What did you make of the opening line and, and how the market reacted? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of figured that this was going to be, as we started getting into it, you know, once the, or, you know, the initial things were set and the money started coming in, I thought that this was going to settle somewhere around the, you know, the Eagles favored by a point to two. And and we're kind of there now. Um, and I, I don't know how much that'll change. You know, it's two weeks. It's obviously a different run up and we'll have to see as we get closer to the game, if there's anything health wise, you know, that swings it, not that we're going to see anything nearly as, um, you know, oscillating as what we saw last week, given the Mahomes, situation um but I, that feels about right to me um I think the eagles are on paper the more talented team across the board right i mean if you're looking offense defense special teams I, I think you would look at the eagles and say they're the more well-rounded team they're the deeper team um soup to nuts it's the it's the better roster but there's this patrick mahomes thing right that it's it's real. It's a factor, and he just it just might be a day where he's got one more play in him than anybody else has. And the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, you know, win the game on a on a Butker field goal like we just heard there. So I don't I don't anticipate a whole lot happening with it this week. Um, this again feels about right to me. I favor the the Eagles slightly, um, although I hedge that with. This is new terrain for them for the most part. I think you can look at that Chiefs team and a lot of the key components, and they've, they've you know, been to a Super Bowl 
they won a Super Bowl. Um, the Eagles won one not that long ago, but that's a different coaching staff, right? That's a whole different style of play. That's a different quarterback. That's, you know, it's just a very – it's a different it's a different roster in a lot of respects. Uh, both uh, quarterbacks clearly hobbled. I, I wonder if Mahomes could have gone back out there after he was taken down out of bounds. Like, let's say if there's 30 seconds left on that clock. Uh, that's going to be the number one story of the next couple of weeks, and we won't get much information, I assume, out right. of the teams or much information that we believe. Um, wh- which – which injury is more concerning? Because at the end on that Hurts touchdown run, when he was coming up, he did not look like he was in uh, great shakes there. Yeah, I mean, I was more surprised by Hurts. Hurts to me, and I was on the Eagles a bunch of different ways and, you know, a lot of different betting, you know, parlays, straight play, a lot of different stuff. And he didn't look right to me the whole like the whole game. I mean, he missed some deep balls he usually hits. Mm-hmm. Just his accuracy on little checkdowns and just little, you know, flares out to the flat. Didn't look like anything was coming easy for him, and, and I assume some of that's related to the shoulder. Like, he looked in that game Sunday how I kind of thought he might look in the Giants game. You know what I mean? And the Giants game, I mean, it, it, they just got up so big so quickly, I, I guess, you know, it, it didn't really matter. But then there's also part of me that's like, would they be calling all those design runs for him with the game already somewhat in hand if the shoulder was that big of a deal? So, But I don't think it was nerves. I don't think the stage is too big for him or anything like that. You know, I think he's been through enough adversity and, and he kind of has the, the kind of demeanor where, like, I don't think he was worried about playing a championship game at home. So I don't know. It, it did give me a little pause. That was like – that wasn't the version of the of the of the Eagles offense I expected. I thought they could attack those corners outside the numbers uh, with more regularity and 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 get him on the move, roll him out and have him uncork stuff down the sidelines. There'd be some free runners. And and there there were occasionally, especially early in the game, but man, I mean, even the first down catch that wasn't I mean you saw what Smith had to do to sell out to even get a hand on it. You know, it just felt like ball placement was off. Was it just a bad day or was it indicative of something else he's dealing with? I'm not sure, but it certainly went noted by me and, and I am going to pay attention to these injury reports. Um, but again, they can run the ball like a few teams can. So I think they're uniquely positioned to put more stress and more tension on that chief's defense in ways that most clubs can't. And I don't think the Chiefs have seen a rushing attack like this um, probably all season. And it's also an elite offensive line, you know, versus them teeing off on, on sort of the carcass of what was left of the Bengals' offensive line. <laughs> that is for sure. Jason, another big storyline will be the Eagles' pass rush. Uh, five, or three sacks, on Sunday, 70 in the regular season. Do you think this pass rush will be too much for the Chiefs? Well, it's it's gonna it's gonna like give them some pause for sure. Um, we've seen them using more tight ends, and I think part of that is by design um, to be able to play a little bit more bully ball. And then, obviously, through the course of that game on Sunday, it became attrition because. They were like literally, oh, sorry, they were literally running out of wide receivers, so somebody's got to be on the field. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a problem. You know, I, I think Orlando Brown is like, 
he can play left tackle in this league, but he's not he's not special. And this is going to be um, he's going to be getting a lot of different dudes lined up over him. The, the Eagles like it's such a diverse pass rush. You know, like the, the the depth, the rotational depth on that D line is so significant that they can put guys in different packages where you know you don't really know what's being set up for whom, and all of them also can beat you individually. Because they're always fresh because the offensive line is playing every snap and these guys are playing 20%, right? 25%. So every snap they 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 get defensively, they're, they're able to go at 100% or something close to it. So, yeah, and what I think will be a close game over the course of four quarters, that's primarily why I do lean a little bit to the Eagles. As you look at the trenches, I, I give the Eagles the advantage on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive line. Again, is it too much for Mahomes to overcome? Absolutely not. Um, he's not a, a mere mortal quarterback. And and I think that's why, if you're on the Chiefs, that's probably a big reason why. But, yeah, I think that offensive line, both tackles, like I don't like either tackle. I think I bet they replace both tackles in free agency or the draft. And we've seen what it looks like for them in a Super Bowl or in big, big moments when they can't block for Mahomes. Jason, first instinct on the total, 49 and a half. I mean, the Eagles' pass defense is unbelievable. They could get after Mahomes. He's banged up. Hurts is banged up. But I also think two weeks to prepare, offensive coaches, and two offenses that average almost 30 points a game. It's hard for me to think there won't be touchdowns in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I wonder about the pace of the game. I wonder about just, you know, sort of how much of a slog do the Eagles try to make it, and, and do they want to just, you know, keep their ball and not let Mahomes have it. And where, like how quickly is the ball being snapped? Again, I, I, one of the reasons I like the Eagles so much is they don't have to play a certain way. You know, they can beat you going hurry up. They can beat you three yards in a cloud of dust. Um, they can beat you throwing on early downs. They can beat you running on all three downs. Um, but, and, and like, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've ridden the under all year, like my first instinct on almost any game this year, with rare exception, you know, unless it's two teams that just can't stop anybody, is to figure it might be a little more low scoring than we think. Um, and you guys said it. I don't think we're going to hear a whole lot about Patrick Mahomes and exactly what that thing felt like after the game or what it looks like on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And it is two weeks and all that, but – you know, I, I I do wonder if this game is played, you know, more in the low to mid-20s than in, you know, is anybody getting to 30? Um, if anybody does it, I think that's the Eagles. You know, I, I just – I don't think that's probably the Chiefs against that defense and that defensive line. But um, I, I might initially lean a little under. Uh, we, we've got some time on that, and, but there is some other stuff going on in the league that I want to pick your brain on. Still, four vacancies for head coaching yeah. positions. Arizona, Denver, Houston, Indy. At, uh, at the moment here on this Tuesday morning, give us a JLC favorite for each spot. Well, I, I mean, look, unless the Texans really screw this up, which don't, don't underestimate it, they're, they're incredibly capable of doing just that. Um, mm -hmm. But – you know, I would be surprised if that's not where D'Amico Ryan's lands. Um, at this point, with, with how horribly the Texans have handled their last few situations, uh, this is a former player there. This is a coveted it guy. 
He has unique roots down there. Um, I, and, and, you know, money shouldn't be an object at this point in time, you know, nor should power structure or whatever else. So I, I, I'm going to say that they go ahead and manage to, to kind of put that to bed. Um, you know, I, I, when you see teams that have been at this this long now, going on a month, and they haven't hired anybody, and now they're starting to interview people that they hadn't talked to before, there's a pretty good chance, history would say, that they're going to hire somebody they're talking to now. So I think both the Bengals coordinators um, are, are, are most definitely in play. And could one of them end up in Denver and one of them end up in Arizona? It, it wouldn't shock me. And, you know, Indianapolis, that guy, like, he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So if Jim Mercier has gone this long and he still hasn't told Jeff Saturday, you're not getting the job, the charade's over. Like, the longer it goes, the more I think that charade. ultimately he's going to do what he wants to do. And if he can – you know, tell his fan base, I talked, I interviewed more people than anybody else. I got to 15 people and we got to get the best guy right here. Like, who's going to say no? The league obviously going to call him and say, you can't do that. Like, if you've complied with the Rooney rule and you've done all this, like, you know, if he wants to double down on, on this ridiculous experiment, then he, he can do that. And the fact that that hasn't been <coughs> expunged to this point tells me that that's probably where he's leaning. Wow. Well, since we're good. Going around the league, and I know you're very close uh, covering the Ravens. What do you think happens with Lamar? Does he go elsewhere? Does he stay in Baltimore? I think he's traded. Um, I think he gets the exclusive rights franchise tag coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, and then he's dealt, I think, at the combine. They, they can't really let it. I mean, this is, they've been at this for years. Like, this, is, yeah. this has been going on forever, you know? Um, since the end of his third season, right, that's when they could start trying to negotiate a new deal for him. He, he's now played out two full seasons beyond that. We're on the cusp of a franchise tag. The owner doesn't want to pay him. He doesn't want to take um, the kind of stuff that they've offered. And they fired the offensive coordinator, and they're trying to kind of figure out their new identity and their short on draft capital, which they don't like being because um, they traded two picks for Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. And having him play out one year, it just it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you, if you've had him for five years and there's a part of you that thinks we'll just kick the can, then no, you should probably just trade him to somebody who will give him what he wants. Because if you give him the tag, he's not going to sign it anytime soon. So you're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator, and you're going to tell him your job is to coach Lamar Jackson. But oh, by the way, if we don't get a deal done soon, he's not going to be around for anything in the spring, and if we don't get a deal done by July 15th, the deadline to extend a player on a franchise deal, then he's probably not going to show up until right before week one and he's going to sign his franchise tag. And then we probably can't play him for two or three weeks. We'll have to put him on an exempt list because he hasn't been in our building in six months and he hasn't practiced. or t- like I, I mean, so, so that then we're going to trade him the season after that because we're not going to give him $62 million on a franchise tag? Like, it just doesn't add up. I, I, I think it's over. I think they're done with him in a lot of ways, and I think he's done with them. And I think he ends up in the NFC, probably the NFC South, probably Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, that, that one sticks out to me. They, they tried to go all in on Watson Love last year. It. Obviously, it didn't work out. I can see that. Quickly, about, about a minute to go, Brady, you think that Niners situation continues to be one that gets keep getting talked about because Purdy's hurt now and Lance is coming off an injury? Do, do we think that it might have legs? Oh, I think it absolutely has legs. I, I wrote a column at the Washington Post over the weekend laying out 15 quarterback scenarios, including kids in the draft. Everybody I thought was going everywhere. 
And it started with Tom Brady to San Francisco. And I didn't know Purdy was going to get hurt, but I know Brock Purdy's not Tom freaking Brady. And they need somebody in that quarterback room who's actually played NFL football for more than, you know, a, a week here or a week there. And he'll go there cheap. He'll allow them to build the team and keep that team around him. He won't care about money. He won't care about, you know, messing up their cap. He's not doesn't want $60 million a year like Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he could throw the ball, you know, 20 times a game, and they could go back to a championship game. Great stuff, Jason. Always appreciate hopping on. Jason Lockenfora on the buythephoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, our lightning bets for this Tuesday right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.